0: Are you facing a problem today and you can't seem to find your way forward? Well, I'm here today to talk to you today about the power of God's promises with this inspiration just for you. What has come against you will not consume you because God, our faithful ultimate promise keeper and covenant maker stands with you. Hey there, Treasure Tribe. I'm Eileen Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries. Welcome to the Live Treasure Podcast, where we believe that intimacy with Jesus is the key to inner healing and that God can transform your life through the power of His Word, one beautiful, bold, brave step of faith at a time. Today I want to talk to you about tackling the problems in your life with God's promises so that they will not overtake you, but that you will stand in a place where you know that God is for you. So many times when we face problems in our life, our perception can be skewed because the problems can seem larger than we're able to handle. And a lot of times the reality is is that they are. But we must remember that God is a faithful covenant keeper, and that means what he promised he will do. And from that perspective, we can begin to pray, and instead of dwelling inside of our problems, we can dwell on God's promises and have the faith to move forward one step At a time. Now, today's message continues on our summer Bible studies that we've been doing called Shift Your Lips. If you've been listening along with us, you know that we started out this summer with a quest to really pay attention to the words that we're saying and just bringing awareness to what we say that's automatic the constant i'm sorry is the self-deprecation and today what i want to talk to you about is how sometimes when a problem comes into our life in order to process that problem we begin to dwell on it and fixate on it and when that happens the problem doesn't get solved or fixed in fact it becomes bigger inside of our life because of our perception of it. But today, I want to teach you how to flip that. This uh, podcast series has all been about a shift, shifting your lips. And today, I want to share with you the power of how when you dwell on God's promises, instead of your problems, it'll change your perspective so that you can move Forward. And by the way, this is nothing that you ever in your Christian life just arrive on. This is something that you and I have to deal with daily. And you know, being a believer doesn't mean that you're never going to bear any problems. In fact, when you sign up to be a Christian, it's like battle on. Because as much as there is a God that loves you and wants you to walk inside of your spiritual inheritance in Christ, there's an enemy that doesn't want that for you, right? And so what the enemy does, and can you relate to me? You wake up in the morning, your alarm goes, and immediately your current problem and your Your life lands inside of your thinking. And the very first thing that you begin to think of inside of the morning is not the Lord and how big and awesome and mighty our God is, but that current problem or predicament that you're facing. I really think that is one of the enemy's greatest playbooks. His greatest scheme is to get us inside of the morning as soon as our eyes pop open, focusing on our current Problem. Now, you know what? Um, We will never, ever be without battles this side of our broken world. And so, really, the answer is not how can we fix all these problems, but how can I shift from that place of fear to faith, where I'm not dwelling on my problems, but I'm dwelling on the promises of God. Because see, here's the thing. Anytime I dwell on problems inside of my life, and right now, just like you, there are issues. And when I dwell on the issues, what happens is that there are feelings that flow from that. There's feelings of fear. There's feelings of worry. There's feelings of anxiety but God has a better way. And it's not for you to just try and oop shut off those feelings, right? Like don't ever feel fear and and stop worrying. And you know, when people say that to you, you need to remind yourself one, you need to probably say they probably have my best at heart, and they're really trying to help me. But the truth of the matter is, is that your feelings are a product of your thinking. And so oftentimes, what we'll try to do is just to will ourselves to stop feeling this way. When the solution is not to stop feeling, but it's to take those feelings to the Lord and process those feelings with Him and change your thinking by Dwelling on the promises of God and I promise you, because I had this experience this morning inside of my time with the Lord. When you dwell on the promises of God, it's like they eclipse the problems in your life. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it goes away, but you begin to stand taller because you understand that you're not in the battle alone, that you're not facing the enemy alone, that you're standing there with God Almighty, the ultimate promise keeper. And see, here's the thing. The closer you walk with Jesus, the more you walk inside of your purpose, the more you are getting ready to pass through a breakthrough, right? Sometimes, you know, mighty steps of faith can actually turn up the heat inside of our lives. And we might wonder, did I do something wrong? And I'm wondering if anybody out there today has taken huge steps of faith. Maybe you have drawn boundaries with unhealthy relationships. Perhaps it is that you've stepped out inside of your purpose. Maybe it is, you know, that that you for once, that you are shifting your lips. And it's like when you push out outside of those parameters, outside of the boundaries, you know, there's something, there's that fear that wants to pull you back. And we might wonder, did I do something wrong? No. The answer is no. That adversity is not the the, indicator that you're outside of God's will. And here's the thing, what has come against you will not consume you because God stands with you and is for you. In fact, the very steps of faith, right, that you took, that that have Presented this problem for you are oftentimes the very catalyst to not only build our own faith, but to light up the faith light of others, perhaps your children or or whomever it is uh, that, that you're around. And you know, sometimes whenever I face a problem inside of my life, I want to walk around it. I want to just talk about it. I want to avoid it or fight against it or try to fix it. But often God says, I'm going to take you through it with me so you can watch me work. And when you and I find a promise of God and act on that promise and declare that promise instead of dwelling on our problems, that's when God begins to shift and move and you see action happening. But it's got to begin with us. And our uh, perception, because following Jesus sometimes means facing problems with faith-based steps of courage. All right, so let's um, let's talk about this because often, you know, our problems are the very platform that will reveal God's power inside of our life. And the problem is, is that our go-to is, you know, we talked about that we're going to use grace and not grit, but our go-to is to try to talk about our problems or to fix our problems. We might even daydream about our problems. How am I going to fix this? And that's the wrong place to dwell. The first place needs to be that we go to God's promises. And so the shift in today's episode, the shift is whenever it is that you have a problem inside of your life, don't dwell on the problems. Declare God's promises. And so we're going to talk about that today. Number one is this. You've got to dig into God's Word on a regular basis, to mine those treasures of his promises inside of the word, to memorize them, and to have the covenant confidence to say those promises are mine. I'm going to say that again. Number one, you've got to dig into God's word on a regular basis and mine those treasures of God's promises Memorize them and have covenant confidence to say those promises are mine. I'm telling you what, we could probably do a whole message on point one. Um, But the first thing that I want to say is that unless you know God's promises, you cannot declare them. And part of knowing God's promises is to dig inside of God's word and to mine those promises out of the Bible. Now, if you practice the nourish method, that's exactly why every week, one of the questions that we ask in our impact question for the letter P is, is there a promise for you to treasure, for you to trust? And so every week when we use the nourish method, we are mining God's promises outside of the word. Now here's the, the next thing inside that is is I said, you know, you've got to memorize them. And I know what you're thinking like gosh, that is just so school, and I don't want to do like rote school, but listen, you know, the Bible says that the word of God is the sword of the spirit. And when the enemy comes and attacks, if if you want to declare, to speak out God's promises to him, which is what Jesus did in Matthew chapter four, when the enemy tempted him, you've got to have the word ready, written on your heart so that you can speak it out loud. And, you know, memorization, it is an outflow really of biblical meditation, which is a part of God's prescription for that. And so, you know, I just want to encourage you um, to just spend time in God's word every single day and begin to memorize God's promises by speaking them out Loud, um, and and here's the thing, you know, if if you're saying to me, um, you know, Eileen, I um, I want to know God's promises, but I just, you know, I, I need some help, like right away. Well, we have a free resource at Treasured Ministries. If you go to our website and click on resources, there's a tab that you can go to for free resources, and. You know, when you go to that page, there is a download called Calm Your Anxious Heart. And it is a PDF printable that you can print out with, uh, I believe it's seven of God's promises. And I keep it on my bathroom mirror. And every morning and every evening, when I brush my teeth, I say those promises. And now, because I say them all the time, the natural outflow of that is memorization. And so when the enemy comes at me, I speak it back at him. But in order to do that, we've got to be in God's word, and we've got to hide that word in our heart. The third part of that first point was we've got to have the covenant confidence to say those Promises are mine. Oh my goodness! I don't know who needs to hear this today, but I'm telling you what I did. You know, when whenever I fall back and whenever I take a look again at uh, the understanding of covenant that is where my confidence comes from to declare God's promises. Because, you know, covenant in biblical times meant that people kept their word. It wasn't anywhere near what a contract is today. And so God is our faithful promise keeper, covenant keeper. And so because of that, I can faithfully, Claim the promises inside of God's word. Now, here's the thing a lot of times we have no problems calling our best friend and Texting them, you know, sending them a scripture. This is what God promises for you. I had a Treasured Tribe member reach out to me. She sent me a text and she asked me to pray uh, for one of her children for a specific provision. And it was very easy for me, you know, to know and to say, you know, God is her provider, right? But when it comes down to us, will you have the big, bold, bad girlfriend Uh, faith to say, you know what enemy, those promises are mine too. And I'm going to claim them for myself, not based off of what I do, but based off of God's character. He is the ultimate promise keeper. He is the ultimate covenant keeper. And it is because of covenant that I can have confidence in God's Uh, promises. Hebrews 10 23 says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope that we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. And I'm going to add to you, you have to know it for you, not God loves everybody else. No, God loves you. His promises are for you. And you know, when you and I, when we hold tight to God's promises like that, um, and, and we begin to walk by faith instead of by sight, it has a ripple effect to our children to our friends, to to those around us and other people. I mean, how many of you have been inspired because somebody else is walking by faith and they saw God move in a powerful way? And so when you and I do that, when when we hold tight to those promises of God, when there's really no reason to hope, it is not only about us, it's about building the faith of other people. And if you can look at it that way. You know, that just fires me up even more to just say those promises are mine. Now, one thing that I do want to point out about God's promises is that a lot of times God's promises will have an action on our part that we must play. Example, you know, in Matthew chapter 7, it says, ask uh, and ask and seek and pray right god calls us to pray and and that he will answer our prayers well a part of that promise is that i have to pray Right, I have to pray, and so sometimes with God's promises, there is an action that we must take. Even the very first step of salvation, I have to come to Him. I have to confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I have to surrender my life to Him. And so, so we don't want to just say, "I know God's promises." We want to be about. That God's promises are so real to us that we put them in in action. Um, I just did a new uh, Treasure Tribe Bible study called Undercover. And we were looking at selected psalms that talked about resting under God's cover. Um, and in every single one of these psalms, it talked about God's um, unfailing love and faithfulness. And those are two Hebrew words said and a meth. And a lot of times those two words are joined together in the Old Testament. And, uh, and a meth, that's the one that I want to bring out today. Uh, a meth means faithfulness. And basically the, the bottom line, it is this, is that God's speech and action are one in the same. In other words, his word doesn't return void. If he said it, he will do it. God is the ultimate promise keeper. So, you got to dig into God's word so that you know them. You got to memorize them so that when the enemy comes, you can speak that word back to him. And number 3, you've got to say these promises are mine and I have the covenant confidence to claim that because I am a child of God. All right, number 2, Number two, you need to dwell on God's promises and not on your problems. Now, when I say Say that word dwell. I'm thinking of like living somewhere, landing somewhere. And what I want to bring out to you is this is that a lot of times we will be ruminating, myself included. You know, we may even like go daydreaming about how we can fix our problems. We may look at our circumstances and get all down on ourselves. And actually, when you do that, friends, you are are meditating not on the word of god but on your problems and god tells us that we must renew our mind on him. We must train our thoughts to be captured by him. Now, in Joshua um, chapter 1 verses 8 and 9, before Joshua goes into battle, the Lord tells him this, Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, do you catch that? The very first thing that God told Joshua to do when he was getting ready to conquer the promised land was not this elaborate battle plan. It wasn't make sure your guns are sharp it was meditate on the word in every day and every night twice a day twice a day and i think that we can glean some powerful truth from that because you know i am not settling a promised land i am not a warrior per se like joshua but i am in a battle I'm a part of God's army. And here's the thing, there are going to be uh, things that come up against me and I've got to be battle ready. And we do that by dwelling on God's promises in the morning and in the evening. Now, um, for thousands of years, Thousands of years, Jewish uh, people have been saying something called the Shema every morning and every evening, um, and and I'm reading from um, Lois Traverberg, which love all her material, but I'm reading um, from her Bible study called Walking in the Dust of Rabbi Jesus. Uh, page 195. The Shema is not actually a prayer, but three scriptures that are recited morning and evening each day as a commandment of loyalty to God's covenant. They remind people to keep God's word in their thoughts at all time and to teach it to their children. Ready? They also promise, promise, that God will care for the material needs of his people if they will be faithful to him. And the three scriptures are Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, um, Deuteronomy 11, 13 through 21, and Numbers 15, 37 through 41. Now, I'll leave that in the podcast description um, so that you can look those up later. We don't have time to go into them, but my point in sharing this with you is that People declared God's promises, Jewish people, for thousands of years in the morning and in the evening. Now, you can do this. You can start today. You can go to our website. You can um, download, go to free resources. You can download Calm uh, Your Anxious Heart and just print those scriptures out and put them on your mirror. Or if you're doing the nourish method you know, every week you are mining God's promises. And when you mine God's promises and then meditate on them, I'll, I'll tell you one thing that I'm going to start doing them because I have a very consistent morning quiet time. I really do. Uh, you know, um, it's not foolproof. It's not like I'm legalistic about it, but I know that I need Jesus every day, every morning. But I'm telling you what, when I play, when I was, you know, planning for this message, now I'm on fire to also in the evening before I go to bed to declare God's promises, not just in the morning, but in the evening too. Now, here's the thing. Remember the very first example that I was telling you about, you know, when you wake up and the enemy loves to hit you with, you know, problems. And guess what? Sometimes the enemy doesn't even have to do that. Because the first thing you and I jump on, right, is our social media, right? And, and we can see problems or we can start to compare ourselves or whatever it is. But what if we adopted this practice of the Shema? And maybe it is that you don't say those three verses exactly, but you get promises for your situation. And, and you know what? Sometimes I think we overcomplicate things. Get just one promise and say it in the morning and say it in the evening, how different would that be? Because in the morning, what the enemy is hitting us with problems, what at the very first words out of our mouth were the promises of God. I'm telling you what, I think it will make a big difference. And that is a shift that I'm going to start to make. I get up and I have my quiet time, right? But the first thing so I go get my coffee right feeding the dogs but what if I had a scripture by my bed and I popped up and I said this you know just said my God will supply all my needs according to his glory in Christ Jesus. I can do all things who Christ through strengthens me right in the morning and in the evening it will make a difference. I truly, truly believe. Um, And so so we want to say that in the morning and in the evening, and that is a way, and the natural outcome of that will not only be that you'll shut the enemy up in the morning by declaring God's promises, but the more that you do that, the natural outcome is going to be uh, memorization so that you'll have that verse ready, not just in the morning and the evening, but also when you need to speak it during the day. Now, I want to go back real quick to to the uh, one of the verses in in the Shema. Um, it, it talks about this um, in Deuteronomy. This is chapter six, verse nine, and this is part of one of the verses in the Shema. It says, "It says, write them on the doorframes of your houses and on your gates." It's talking about the word. Now, sticky notes are great for that. And did you catch that on the doorframe of your house and on your gates? So when you're leaving your house and when you're coming back in, what do you see? The word of God, right? And see, here's the thing. The enemy wants you to see your problems. And when we walk by sight and not by faith, you know, it's it's hard. When we're watching the news, it's hard, right? But if we develop this regular rhythm of meditating on promises, I'm telling you what, I, I'm just getting so excited about this. I just cannot wait to start this inside of my own life. Just We're just going to make the enemy He's just going to have to get away and go. Um, The next thing that I want you to see is this. We've been talking about um, declaring God's promises. You know, in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus spoke the word aloud. And I know you guys probably already know that, but we need to do it. Do you know what I'm saying? We need to do it. It's not just enough to know it. We must open up our mouth and speak the word not just study it but open up your mouth i love that the shema was recited not read it not studied not bible study it was recited you must declare the word of god out loud and if you're at work and you need to do it say it under your breath right or you know what though maybe god's calling you to be a witness right but you must declare The promises of God. The next thing is this. Whenever you face a problem, I want you to flip your perspective on it. Don't be afraid. Be ready to be amazed. Now, I know what you're thinking. Eileen, you just told me in the very beginning that I couldn't control my feelings. Well, you know what? What if we flipped it? Whenever you felt fear, what if the very first um, thing that you just clung to is that this is a platform, this problem is a platform for me to experience God's power. You know, when you're in a situation and you don't know what to do, and there's no way you can fix it, what if instead of getting discouraged, which is what the enemy wants, we're like, oh my gosh, I am so excited because I know that God is about to do The amazing problems are the platform that build our faith. Because when we can't fix it, that's when God steps in. And then we're like, oh my gosh, I can trust God. You really can trust God. You know, um, nothing, nothing built my faith more than the summer of 2020 where we were facing a problem inside of Treasured Ministries because we were working with some business people that did not have our best interest at heart. And I'm going to tell you, I really had to trust God. And I saw him come through for me with justice and with um, redeeming and with like, amazing and beautiful ways. But if it wasn't for the problem, I wouldn't have seen his power. In the Bible, I love this scripture in, um, in, in James. It says, dear brothers, this is James chapter one, verse starting verse three, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance." To grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And see, when we get inside of problems, it's, it would be crazy for you to rejoice in the problem. That's not what I don't believe that that's what the scripture is saying. I believe this scripture is saying to us okay, I'm in a situation where I have to trust God, I have to believe Him for something big. And I'm excited. Now catch the last part of that verse. You will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. See, here's the thing. When you are in a place where there's a problem that you can't fix, and you pray God's promises, and you see God come through, you realize that you can be confident in him. And it is a place of freedom. Because no longer—see, you know, we were talking about the platform for God's power. And if you've listened to me for at any length, you know that I talk a lot about what I call godly girl power, which is God's unlimited strength. And before in my codependent years— I was trying to get my power, you know, from people by people pleasing, and then there was manipulation and all these sorts of things. Now I understand. I can walk into the unknown. I can face any problem, and I'm not worried about it because I know that God is with me, and that is confidence, and it's also freedom because you know that you don't need a person a certain person to, to come through for you, you know that you don't need a problem fixed a certain way. All you, you know that what you need is God, and you've always got him, right? And that's a place of confidence. So get excited when you face problems. It's the platform for you to experience his power and grow in greater confidence that as long as you have God, You've got all that you need. All right. Okay. So then the next thing is this. And this actually comes um, from one of um, our Treasure Tribe members. She um, is so great. And she said this one week, and we all just loved it so much. It bears repeating. But she stopped. She talked about, she said, stop, drop, and pray. And, you know, there's no better thing. You know, you know those commercials like when the fire you know, it was coming, stop, drop, and roll. What about stop, drop, and pray? You know, the first thing is not to go to the phone and call a friend. It is to stop, drop, and pray. And when you pray God's promises, it is powerful. It is powerful because they are His words and they're not ours. Now, whenever you pray God's promises, I'm going to give you what I hope. And this over this past year, this has been just a huge revelation for me. You know, I would picture how I wanted God to answer that prayer. And really, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that vision is good, but I think that I can operate much better from a faith-based perspective when I leave the outcome completely up to the Lord. And I'm not talking about praying, well, if it's your will, will you do this or that? We know what God's will is. We know his will and his word. But I'm saying that the way God answers prayer is always, it's always just astounding to me. It's And it's mostly, it's never how I would plan. It's never how I would want it. And see, sometimes I think, I mean, this was me. And this is still me sometimes. Let's be honest, Eileen. But we have this picture of how we want it all to work out. We had this picture of how we wanted our life to work out. Or maybe let's say you are walking through an area of inner healing And you have a certain time frame of when you think that you should never struggle with anxiety again or whatever. You know what? Let go of all that and just hold on tight to the Lord. Pray God's promises with that covenant confidence, and then you leave the results up to Him. And I'm telling you, it can also flip the other way. You know, A lot of people will not pray for healing anymore. They won't, you know, or they'll say... They they're afraid to pray for these things, and I'm like, you're you're you are making decisions for God. You know, our role is to pray, and it's His role to answer, and He calls us to pray. In fact, um, in John uh, chapter thirteen and seventeen, those are the some of the last words of Jesus as He's you know having that Passover meal before He goes to the cross. And in three of those chapters, he tells them, he commands them to pray in his name. And praying in Jesus' name is based off of who he is and not what we've done. It's praying based off of his ability and not ours. So stop, drop, and pray. Praying God's promises is powerful, powerful. Um, And the other part of that too, you know, I talked about the Calm Your Anxious Heart that you can download, and I think that's good. But one of the things, you know, that I love about the Nourish Method is that we teach women how to find that rhema word. The rhema word is the word that God is speaking to you. In other words, how is God speaking to you through the word, that fresh word that he gives you? In James chapter 1, another thing that it tells us to do is that if, if we're facing a trial, go to God and get wisdom. And there's nothing to me, you know, more powerful than a promise that he prescribes just for my particular circumstance. And that's the other thing that we can do. If we don't know what to pray, we can ask God to give us a word. Give me a promise to tether my soul to. And that word, that rhema word, is a most powerful promise from him. All right, last point of this is to do the word. When God gives you a word, a promise, remember I said a lot of times the promise will have a part that you will have to play. Don't discuss it, just do it. What do I mean by that? You know, a lot of people can talk you right out of walking by faith. When you have a word from God, you just put your feet to that word and you do it. Because it's not learning about God's promises. It is hearing God's promises and putting our faith. Because faith is its an action. Faith is an action. I was also reading. Um, I'm right in the throes of this book, Walking in the Dust of Rabbi Jesus, and you know, part of the the Shema begins with "Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one." That's the first part of it. And and Lois was educating inside of her book that that word "hear" doesn't just mean to listen to; it actually means to heed. And a lot of times, the word, the promises of God, it will have a part that we have to play. And, and catch this. To sometimes it's to wait. That's always a hard one. I always like a little action to take to do something. But a lot of times, God will tell us to wait. And even that is an act of faith, right? And so. So we must be doers of the word, right? And and here's the thing. Aren't you so glad that faith is not a feeling? You know, sometimes Joyce Myers, I, when I was, you know, listened to her, and she, she'll still say this a lot, but I, I love this. She says, you know, you got to do it afraid. And sometimes those fil- feelings of fear And anxiety will still be there. But it's almost kind of like this platform for you to experience God's power. There'll be a part that you have to play. And it's like God is saying, just trust me and watch me come through. The big bottom line in all of this that I wanted you to share today is to fill your mind with God's promises. And, you know, use your lift Lips, shift your lips from dwelling and ruminating on your problems to declaring, speaking out loud God's promises. And when we do that, the enemy cannot stand. He has to flee. Thanks so much for joining me again for another episode in our summer series called Shift Your Lips. Join me next week as we discuss setting boundaries with people.